0: You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering biased, greatest hits edition. Greatest hits. Christmas time is here. Oh, we, yeah. we couldn't be fucked to get together. We've got things to do, families to catch up with, Christmas ham to enjoy. Look, we're busy over the Christmas period. We sue us. Sue us, mate. If you want to get up and up and about about that, then you got... Other issues you, you other need other to issues. iron out, mate. Now, but because we're great blokes, because we love the punter and the dribbler, we've put together something as a Christmas gift of sorts, Yes. Tom. Now, look, we dropped a shitload of podcasts this year. Plenty. I don't know how many. I don't know how many. At least 52. At least 52, maybe more, because we did double up some 60. Weeks. Sixty at least. Sixty at least. Sixty-five. Now, what we want to do here to get you through the Christmas period is a greatest hits, a couple of the real, you know, just a couple of the the, the top moments mm. from the, some of the podcasts throughout the year. It's a, a highlights. It's basically what we consider to be the best. Yes. for you slash the things we could remember to save and keep to the side slash and the and things Tom could be fucked to, to dig to, up to, to find or the interns. But know this, know this. It's a best of, and it's hot. And you'll enjoy it. It's easy listening. Sit there, have a giggle. There's a lot of commuting done, and by commuting I mean travelling during the Christmas period. People are travelling great distances, often with friends, often with family. Family. If you're looking for the ideal podcast, which you obviously are because you're listening to it, to make that trip go quicker and more enjoyable, then you've just found it. You've just so found off. it. You've just found it. Best of. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the year. Here's Hugs, the kisses. Easter. Mistletoe. Kissing yep. under the mistletoe. If Christmas mints. I pie. hope you get a kiss under that mistletoe. I hope you're macking under that mistletoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Given out a light this week. Now, this light is going to the coach of Chelsea FC. Chelsea were involved in the English Football League uh, final, cup final over the, over the weekend, last night, as it were, um, playing Man City. Now, in the dying minutes of extra time, Maurizio Sarri, the coach of Chelsea, has gone to pick, uh, pull off his, his star keeper, Kepa Balaga. Do your own research on pronunciation. It's not my forte. I'm not European i'm australian and i'll say it how i fucking want okay yeah okay i mean it's a little aggressive but sure sure now Surrey has gone to pull Keper off in the dying minutes of extra time because he's fucked he's played you know 90 minutes plus 30 minutes 150 minutes of football 90 plus 30 is 120 and twenty two hours of football you know what i mean hmm. Thanks. That's all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Big weekend. <laughs> Huge. Scrambled. Um, goes to pull him off because the other keeper that he wanted to bring on uh, has played against. He played he used to play for Man City, right? Mm-hmm. And hell of a fucking penalties keeper can keep out a penalty, right? And he obviously felt like would have rattled the Man City boys facing uh, one of their an old keeper who they had, who they know can save penalties, right? But Big Kepa wasn't having a fucking bar of it. So when Sari's tried to bring him off, he's like, "Nah." What? What do you mean, no? He goes, "I'm not coming off." How is? It, how does that work? He just goes. He just. Start, he just put his hand up. He's like, "Nah," and "nah." How'd they go? And he stayed on, and they lost. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> Four Christ. three. So to Sarri, who has clearly lost all respect from his players. So this is the coach here. Yeah, you can have a light for being such a beater. And out, and like just you—you you got fucking humiliated on a global scale. <laughs> a global scale. You tried to bring your keeper off, and he said, "Nah, bruh." You got narbra. You got narbra. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you got to by one of your own players. <laughs> that's horrible dude that's the last thing you want as a coach <laughs> look I know you're dejected I know you're down in the dumps I know you're probably gonna get sacked but you get the light bro you gotta you gotta because you got, to, you you got you nah bro you got absolutely bitched by your keeper and let it be known punishable your keeper's kind of a bitch anyway aren't <laughs> they like, of all the players to be bitched by if it was like a Ronaldo your strike or a big dick swing or a throbber an out and out throb but if the keeper's starting to give you lip like that's when mate what's the fucking striker gonna do if you tell him to come up he run over there and kick. In the nuts, <laughs> if you're getting baited by your keeper. Dear God, what hope have you got? You've got no hope. It's time to go. It's like, time to go and it start. To, it's time to start self reflecting. And there's no better time to self reflect than when you're having a lot Yeah, because you life- go, how did I get it? What you're have un- I done? And you're unemployed. How have I earned this light? What have I done? And how would I do things differently? What mistakes have I made in my life? What directions have I taken? What steps have I taken to? Find myself in the Find position, myself where here I would be. sucking on a light, having been bright on a global scale, and I'm now jobless and friendless. So, and dickless. So <laughs> dickless, dude. Seriously, dickless. If you get narbraged on that level, your dick goes. <laughs> goes into your body. It goes into your body. It retract. Your dick's so embarrassed, mm, it goes, I'm out of here. I'm out. Bro. It either falls off and wriggles away or it goes up <laughs> into your stomach. I I would say much like hibernate much like a hibernating bear. Well, I wonder the 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 more severe the nabra, like it sort of depends on you know what your dick will do. Because if it's a severe nabra, I think your dick drops off, wriggles away, tries yeah. to find an alpha, yeah. to attach itself to. <laughs> <laughs> Goes for the first alpha it finds. <laughs> just crawls up and attaches itself to that alpha and or, just makes their dick big. Yeah, it, it, it's not two dick stuff. That's no, fucking no, that's ridiculous. Have you, have do you do. ever seen someone with two dicks? No. I haven't. I've have never. I seen someone with a huge throbber? Yes, yes. I have. And that's because it's been taken from a beater who's lost it due to a global <laughs> <nabra>. <laughs> uh Tim Payne. Now, yeah. skipper of the nation yep. doesn't mean you aren't off-limits, Tim. No, no. It doesn't and mean that yeah, you're... I'm here to tell you, mate. Beyond you're in, reproach. I'm, in, I'm here to tell you you're in big trouble. You're in some serious trouble. You're in big, big trouble. Not only have you scored fucking no runs, mate, none. No runs. Your defensive fields are... At the height of question, in my opinion, what are you setting defensive fields for, mate? We need a wicket. We needed wickets. We needed needed one wicket. There was enough time. There's time forever, mate. Yes. It's not a 50 over match. He's got two days to get 70 runs. They were nine wickets down with 76 runs in the bank. Bowl Yorkers, mate. (laughs) Bowl Yorkers until you get a wicket. You know what I mean? He just farmed the strike. (laughs) Like what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It was tough. <laughs> that four, that bloody four-eyed spinner, Jake. <laughs> what is name? Jake Ledge. Leechman or Jake Leach. He what? Have he faced eighteen balls? Yeah. Because old mate farmed the strike. <laughs> Just yeah. farmed the shot. He shit only got it. one run. One run. Eighteen balls. Seventy-six runs they needed, mate. Seventy-six runs when leechy rolls out there. Bloody glasses fogged up. Overwhelmed. <laughs> 18 nuts, they bowled at him. And he's got everyone on the boundary. I'm like, what for, mate? (laughs) What the hell's going on? We need wickets, bruh. Yorkers, all day. Put them on his toes. He's not going to stop all of them. (laughs) Fucking hell. Couldn't believe it, mate, what I was seeing. And then the pressure gets to old, mate. What's his name? The umpire. I wrote his name down because he's forgettable. Joel Wilson. Joel Wilson, who, look, I'm not saying there is a contract on his head. (laughs) There is a contract on his head. There is a contract on his head, mate. I've done very well. You've done remarkably well. I feel sick. I'm full. You know, and sometimes you eat food and it doesn't digest. Like if you you have too much of it, which is what, daily for you? Well, sometimes it is, certainly on a hungover day. But I had some char-grilled Charlie's with some chips and gravy, right? Good. Good for you. See, that's, that's the... And I had lasagna for breakfast, which is weird, but it was there. And I didn't feel like cooking. You know, you get over yeah, work, I get it. there's some lasagna. Yeah, I get, it. I I get it. it. Then... But the hot chips with gravy. Hot chips and gravy for afternoon tea. The Chagul Charlie's, it's, is it still as watery as I remember? It's phenomenal. Is it still watery gravy? Yeah. Yeah, see, like, I'm more of a tar man. By tar, I mean Plumer Road. Comes, you thick could, as fuck. Thick as fuck. I'm like, a thick Like sm- slow-moving lava down a hill. Like you could tar a road. Yes. I'm with you there, but I'm certainly not against the-, the, the, the What, th- I'm not anti-gravy, The bro. more soluble gravy. I'm not anti-gravy, but what I'm saying is when it comes to gravies, I know them. And I'm telling you right now, the best gravy in your area- Is Plumeroe. Is Plumeroe. I haven't been there for a while. They do deliveroo. I mean, and Uber Eats. Get fucked. But it is expensive, which is always- like a bit of a turn off for me because it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit acting it's like 14 bucks for a burger 14 yeah but a medium chips <laughs> is like a family size so, so you're getting value for money so though. then it starts to come into its own because you can get a medium chips with gravy for $4.50 and you're like that was definitely a family size but it's not it's, it's a medium a, it's a medium so if you got a large chips right which would be like two families, essentially, and a gravy for maybe like 15 bucks. I think you're laughing there. And you just sit there and you get a fork and you just dip, baby. Fork on chips. Fork and chips is the best way to do it. 100%. Otherwise, you get yeah. hot gravy over, your, over fingers. your fingers. They get third degree burns. <laughs> you end up in the fucking hospital <laughs> 15, after bloody five Mate, minutes if you're not careful. I couldn't agree to. Steph was trying to feed me chips in the car, right? Because obviously we were driving after picking it up. Yeah. And as she's picking them up, she's giving me like these these limp chips. No. And, and like putting them to my face and the gravy gravy's going everywhere. And it's as hot as the sun. So I'm trying to drive. My lips are melting and she's just poking my face with chips. I'm like, we need to wait, no. get home. I would have pulled over and found a parking <laughs> <for> bench. <laughs> well, no, because we needed a fork. So we of need to course. get home, get him into a bowl, calm down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So just sort of get get, your, get settled, get a fork yeah. and then hook in for the nation. But I also had a roast it, chicken roll because you have to, if you go into also I will also say this. Just so the punner and the dribbler are aware, if they haven't done this yet, you're probably going to need an aluminium fork or a steel one yes. just because you know that every time the poke will be true and it'll be pure. You can trust, the, you can you can trust, trust the, your poke. You can trust your poke. <laughs> you can trust your poke. You need a poke. You get one of those plastic ones, mate, there's no knowing what'll happen. Well, also with the heat of the gravy, they may just melt completely, and now yeah. you've got plastic sodden chips. Well, you've got plastic in your gravy. That's it, right? And that is. Who wants that? Well, that's also a health hazard. No one wants that. they're hungover day. No. Nah. So plum road gravy, if you know it's good for you. And tar. We need. We need preferably gravy as thick as tar. Yeah. And aluminium, and then has to be like chicken fat yeah. and shit. In Metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need all of the good stuff. Yeah. Am I salivating? I'm actually hungry again, even though I still feel bloated. Yeah. Even year. though this conversation started, started with you with being, being, being unwell and full, full and sick, yeah. and Girthy. Girthy and uh, you know sweaty. Having lasagna for breakfast. Having lasagna for breakfast, and you know, not just lasagna punishment. This was actually a problem. This is where this is where sometimes my eating habits can become problematic. I had it in a wrap, so I just <laughs> hacked off chunks of fucking lasagna and just wrapped it in a tortilla. <laughs> Steph was like what, you, like what are you doing I'm like Fuck man Like I just I'm broken here I just can't be fucked To cook anything I get how it looks Was it nice Yeah it was great Of dude. course it was Tortillas are a great Binding agent For many a different food Right Like I'm a rat man I'm a huge rat man yeah, yeah And there's no Like that's There's no What I've realised today And probably always knew Eddie But was you know Maybe afraid to admit it publicly That there's nothing That shouldn't go on a tortilla <laughs> Or nothing that can't nothing that can't there's probably plenty that shouldn't Should. but <laughs> there's that plenty that shouldn't but mate. nothing that can't go on a tortilla yeah, yeah. it just depends you know if you're prepared to leave your shame at the door well you have to it's just yeah absolutely have to especially if you've been bounced out shame you can't come in with any shame because the day will just get worse and worse for you you'll find yourself on the floor of the kitchen eating lasagna tortillas, wondering where it all went wrong. Jeff Horn lost. Yeah, that's tough for, for the. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it was against a nobody, wasn't it? It was against it was against the, I don't even remember his name. So was he Australian? Uh, yes, he was. So Jeff had gone up to upweight to middleweight to fight this gentleman. Yeah, uh, And then there was a potential fight for Jeff, I think, at the end of the year against some Japanese fella. Uh, that's gone. If he was to get through this this yarn. Well, yeah. I think Jeff could have just fought that guy and not fought this plumber. Who's not a plumber. That's probably unfair. He's still a good fighter. Um, but just a nobody. Well, plumber, short for nobody. Plumber is short for nobody. Uh, so, Jeff, going up to middleweight, he got worked. He got worked, got stopped in the uh ninth round. Middleweight feels too heavy for Jeff. Well that was what it was. And he sort of said after he's like, I was sluggish and you know, I didn't feel myself, blah, blah, blah. His his trainer came out, Glenn Rushton, one of the great uh Dolphin lovers. Dolphin lovers of this great nation. One of the sort of like one of the uh most like tacky and not in a I'm not saying that in a super judgmental sense, but I'm just sort of saying one of the tackiest people that we've ever produced as a country. Like if you just googled Glenn Rushton's home the tackiest person that's ever lived adorned in with gold, dolphins gold dolphins weird shit like, like dolphins like, on the way in gold columns gold dolphin fountain out the front Glenn's made a lot of money very he's tight a... necklace which is just a weird look on a blow he's like a hedge fund manager or something is Glenn. Like he's Glenn swear to god he's made a fuckload load of money that's why he lives in that dolphin palace <laughs> is that why I, I always <laughs> I did look at that dolphin palace and be like surely Glenn's not making that off, off no off way yet. mate he was in the dolphin palace before for the Pacquiao fight. And Jeff right. was Jeff was essentially a plumber pre pre Pacquiao Glenn, in a lot of ways. Jeff certainly still has plumber vibes. Unfortunately. He does. But Glenn, bit of a smart boy, but money can't buy taste. No. And the, and Glenn's an example of that. Gold columns, Glenn and Glenn fountain. exemplifies that saying. Yes, he does. Cuz Glenn's tacky. Glenn's and I'm t- here to tell you. And and I absolutely celebrate Glenn's tackiness. It's one of my, like, I love no, no, it. No, no, but that's what, that's what about, what's that's what's great about the nation, Thomas. Yes. If you want to be tacky, you can. You can be as tacky as you like. Not a problem. No, nah, I love Not it. a problem. You, it. We live in a beautiful country where tackiness almost celebrated yes, sometimes. absolutely. Kath and Kim, tacky. The Thank you. The celebration of tacky. 100%. The he's, Castle, one of the great movies. He's very Kath and Kim Castle vibes. Now, Glenn said, if Jeff wants to keep boxing and wants to take it seriously, he's got to take his middleweight- weight gain seriously because Jeff apparently was just like eating pizza and drinking coke is what is what Rushton said you're like well that's not how you do it Jeff what so yeah, but no I understand what you're saying yeah. but I'm just thinking to myself well, that's ridiculous well I mean it's but also shouldn't Glenn be advising him isn't he the trainer yeah so I mean it's kind of all well and good for Glenn to be like you can't have pizza and coke but you're like well Glenn you are also the trainer brah and I'm sure, knowing Glenn as well as we do, and at that Dolphin Palace he runs, as if he doesn't have a vending machine in there, <laughs> mate, with a, with an air hockey table as 100%. well. Hundred <laughs> percent, and he's got a little, and he's, and he's and he's and he's he's got like Domino's pizza whenever he wants. He's got like a Domino's pizza store in there, a la Richie Rich vibes with the McDonald's, a la Richie Rich vibes. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. That's something that a guy in a Dolphin Palace. Would as have. tacky as Glenn would. I tell have. you, I tell you what the minimum a guy in a Dolphin Palace has, <laughs> as you so like rightly pointed out, is a vending machine, hundred percent, a block full of all the goodies, softies, softies, yeah. all the softs you want, softs and crisps. Yeah, absolutely, crisps, chocolates, Skittles. Yeah, he'd be burger Begons. rings. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that sort of shit. That's right? what you find in a Dolphin Palace. He'd have like M and sours in there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or Skittle Sours. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Skittle you know, Sours. sour yeah. shit. Yeah, you'd be like, where's, all, where's the peanut M&Ms, bro? And he's like, nah, nah. nah. Skittle <laughs> nah, Sours. Nah, nah. That's all I've got. <laughs> That's all I'll do. Dolphin Palace. Love them. Loaded with Skittle Sours. He'd also have like a room for his shoes and his shoes would be horrible. Yeah. It'd be like not nice shoes, real sort of like tacky. Really daggy fucking. Thing. Daggy gold shoes and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look, look, all we're saying is. If you want to gain weight, Jeff, get out of the Dolphin Palace. Get out of that Dolphin Palace and get out quick because <laughs> my it's, mind drops it's, off. Because it's bad news in there, mate. Yeah, and and, and Glenn. But also, like. Glenn, know, know where you are. Like, know that you are bringing your fighter into a Dolphin Palace <laughs> that is filled with all of the things that Glenn, uh, that, that Jeff shouldn't have. Yeah. And, and then don't just come out and be like, well, if he wants to be a fighter, he should really stop. <laughs> well, Mike's just fallen off, and it mate. But if if Richie Rich, that movie's to go off, dolphin palaces are very uh, addictive. Oh, look, with all the trimmings that come from from being a, a modern day Richie Rich in a dolphin palace, such as Glenn Rushton, the hedge fund manager with no with no class, <laughs> the tacky hedge the fund tacky manager, hedge fund, man- hedge fund manager. I mean, it's an addictive lifestyle. All the trimmings, you know what I mean? Anything you want. Sugar's very addictive. Sugar is very Sugar's addictive. is one of the most addictive things on the planet. Uh, it's more addictive than like heroin. I'll tell you what else is addictive? Gold. Gold. Dolphins. <laughs> Gold dolphins. That can become very alluring. <laughs> so, first things first is, Glenn... Sell the Dolphin Palace. <laughs> yeah, Actually, you know, you <laughs> Never sell that thing. <laughs> no. Just don't train Jeff in the Dolphin yeah, Palace. Yeah, yeah, that's all we're saying. If you want to take... You're asking... Jeff, to take his weight cutting or weight gaining seriously, Jeff- you need to take you need to take your role as a as a trainer seriously. Jeff's on a on a teacher's wage, Glenn. He comes into a dolphin palace. His Did eyes Jeff- open up. He's got everything at his disposal. I want I want Skittle sours. There's a vending machine for that. I feel like some Dominoes. There it is. I feel like Coke. There's another vending machine. You Cherry know, Coke. I tell you what he does. He's definitely got like a Daytona rally car. Set up there it, like... He'd have a little mini... Like a time zone. It, it, yeah, he'd have a time zone 100%. he would have an operational time zone with tickets and probably someone working in it. And Jeff would turn up in his little Honda Jazz and he'd get overwhelmed <laughs> and he'd be that excited and... Obviously Glenn, if someone asks him for a tour of the of the Dolphin Palace, he can never refuse. Of course he can't. If you want to see Glenn's as easily distracted as Jeff is about showing off gold dolphins. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wait, wait, let me show or you crystal. The, yeah. Wait, let me show you the fish tank I've got over here with yeah. exotic fucking animals. So as you two wander the fucking hor- the corridors and hallways munching on Skittle yeah, Sour, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Jeff, not in the best place, going to the fight of his no, life. No, exactly. Oi, do you want to have a go on my segue? No, Glenn. Glenn, we're trying to change Jeff here. Get it together, Glenn. Get it them together. pony rides in the backyard. Look, mate. I, I'm the more I think about it, and the more we thrash this out, the more disappointed I am with Glenn. Yeah, this is and not- the role he's played in this fucking absolute disaster. <laughs> because the reality is, up until the weekend. Jeff was our best hope. Yeah, you've just you've mismanaged our uh, the nation's greatest fighter right now. Last time I checked, he was a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Now the he's hornet. a hornet. Now he's a fat, obese, skittles-loving nobody. Richie Rich, with no money, unfortunately. No, b- not Richie Rich. No, he's Richie Rich's fat mate. Yeah, that's it. The Aussie Richie Rich, which is which is tough to tough to come by for Jeff. I would like to point to Jeff's uh, social media post after the loss, Eddie. It was nice. It was embarrassing. Now. <laughs> what, the Father's Day one? No, not the Father's Day one. Oh. You'd never begrudge a father a nice Father's Day post, Eddie. What that's I what will. I, that's where I thought you were going. No, it was his. I'm just going to get it up, Hunters Dribblers. And if you want to go to Jeff Horn's uh, Instagram uh, page, uh, which is a wealth of comedic gold, I'm just waiting for it to load. Has Glenn got one? Uh, you know what? That's definitely something that you should look at. So, he's got a photo of uh of uh Michael Zarafa, sorry, who who knocked him out, and he's going, "Well, that didn't go to plan." Stupid round nine. Like that sounds like something a child would say. Is that what he said after like something doesn't go well? Like you know, like stupid, Stup- stupid round nine. Like he's, he's... listen. I don't want to say. I don't want to speak ill of A national treasure. A national treasure. But that's weird. That's just that's that sums up Jeff, I think. Stupid round nine. Yeah. Like stupid round nine. Like yeah. stamping his feet or like <laughs> but like in a weird joking but not funny and just like like it but does it doesn't seem like an adult. Like the fact that he's do you know what I'm saying? Feels like he's been stuck in a dolphin palace. It's that's This is Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, biggest story going around right now is the unfortunate sex tape leaking of Dylan Narpa. Now, it was just one initially of, of Dylan putting in some work in a hotel room uh, alongside a friend of his. Uh, since then, a second one has been released. Might be the greatest video on the internet at the moment, which sees <laughs> Dylan uh, sort of pretending to, to to jack off while his mate can't... Well, he's never touching bes- himself, Tom. He's touching himself. And the second video has spawned what I would say is the greatest piece of journalistic sort of... Uh, writing that I've ever seen in my life, right? It's it's fucking amazing. So let me just read this one sentence explanation of, of what's happening yeah. in the second Dylan Narpa. That'd be nice. This time the video allegedly shows a near naked Napa touching himself while a fully clothed person engages in some shadow boxing. Amazing. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now let's get to the first one. So these have obviously been leaked. Yeah. Um so look if oh. you haven't seen him if you're living under a rock metaphorical otherwise welcome to 2019. You can't believe you haven't seen it but you obviously video number not one. in boys groups. No, no you yes, so you're not in a chat group obviously you've never been on WhatsApp before if you haven't seen these videos. Um first one is Napa uh basically look he's in a bed looks like they're on an away trip he's rooming with someone. He's got his mate right next to him which again always throws me through a bit of a loop like I wouldn't Want to be put would in. you lay pipe next to me too? i certainly wouldn't edward mm. i mean you maybe but only you yeah but otherwise no yeah. and certainly not like i'd understand if it was like they're both you know they're sharing a room and you brought some chick back the lights are off and you know you're like under the covers and you know like maybe it's a little bit more clandestine than that but this is like lights on get me on the top of her right next like there's no subtlety to this sexual encounter. Not that there has to be, but I'm just saying if I was fucking in a room that you were in, Eddie, subtlety would be the name of the game, I think. Big Papi? Big Papa? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He's asking her to call him Big Papa, Big Papi. Uh, is it Big Papi because she's... Maybe of Latino descent? Yes, I don't know. I don't know, but she didn't is. That where he's going? Is that his training well, for? I don't know whether it's whether he's trying to maybe make her feel more comfortable by yep. using some Latino dialecta, uh, <laughs> yeah. dialect, culture, dialect. Yeah. Uh, terminology. Yeah. Maybe that is a maybe. Yeah, just try, trying to ease her into it. Ay, Dios mio! Yeah. <laughs> Speaking the natural tongue, yeah, the yeah, native yeah. tongue. Look, Tom? that could be it. But yeah. then he also then says "big papa." So I'm wondering if in the throes well, of mate, passion it, he <laughs> meant "big papa" <laughs> and then had to like correct himself, and she's now confused. She's like, "Is it puppy or papa?" I'm not. Well, or maybe maybe he's gone to say "big papa." Thought he'd use the native tongue, the native dialect, yes. and uh, immediately regretted it. <laughs> immediately regretted "big papi," and then was like, oh, I, "I'm gonna I, You know what? As much as I'm trying to help make you feel comfortable yeah. here, in such, I'm such now a Sense I'm uncomfortable, yeah. and how am I meant to lay pipe when I'm <laughs> trying to speak fucking Spanish? Yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. No, now Eddie, look. In a time like this, it's always important for us to go to the sort of the NRL penis power rankings, I think, here. Mm. Because he's laying pipe with something huge. But on the George Burgess scale, I don't think it's that impressive. No. If you're thinking about a a soft George in a mirror... Right, okay. Look, we've all seen the photo. Soft Soft George. Soft George is immense. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Okay? Now... If we assume, and I think we do, that hard George is even, even is, bigger. Is, is, like I don't think he's. I think he he get puts a, a few extra inches on top. Oh yeah, on absolutely. The soft. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get school shoes, you need room to grow. That's like, right. George, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets them a couple of sizes big. <laughs> he gets a couple sizes big because he's got he's got to grow into them. I, look, I would I would say this, Tom. I don't think hard Napa stacks up to soft George even a third of soft George no dude and listen listen. is that fair a hard papa is fucking is, is you know it's a sight to behold don't get me wrong no one's no one's batting an eyelid at old Dylan Napa's hog here <laughs> but what we're saying is on the on the soft George scale where does it even rate and it's not even half a soft George doesn't rate George. a mention doesn't even rate a mention on the soft George scale the world champs are at the moment no one seemed to care until Mac Horton who won gold at Rio and beat Sun Yang. Is that the grenade? Sun Yang. Uh, worst teeth in world sports, Sun Yang. Um, do your own research on that punishability. He's got doping teeth. He's got teeth that look like they have sort of really seen the effects of long term doping. Since now that's obviously alleged, uh, non confirmed, but he has been banned for doping. So So Mac Horton finishes second again. After he so he beat Sun Yang at Rio. 2016, Gold for the nation in the 400. Uh, watch it if you want to be aroused. I repeat, gold for the nation. <laughs> I repeat, watch it if you want to be aroused. Watched it today. Fantastic stuff. Still stiff. So gets the jump on Sung Yang then and has been dominated since. Now, Sung Yang, obviously a filthy drug cheat, allegedly. But also been proven. But also been proven. That's why his teeth look fucked up. Uh... So, Mac Horton beaten again overnight, refuses to stand on the dais, or the podium, if you'd like to call it that, with Sung Yang, who's a dirty drug cheat, allegedly, but has been proven. It has been proven. So, how do we feel about that? Time? Yeah, how do we as a nation feel about that? Because not just... like So, Sun Yang, obviously, dirty drug cheat, alleged, but has been proven, uh, but then came back from a suspension mm. due to that proven drug cheat, but then him and his mum or his grandma, Dior, on the maternal side of things, but smashed blood vials... At with a recent, hammers! With hammers. at now, a recent look... Di- I mean, a little, little melodramatic to use hammers. I'm sure you could just throw them on the ground. Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. But maybe the hammer is more, I mean, effective. If you've got to get through a shitload of vials... That's true. That's true. We Maybe don't the know hammer's vials. the weapon of choice. Well, I, I mean, if you're trying to break... A lot of glass. Hammer's probably good. A good go, I guess. But he was. But but I will say this. I will say this. Just know, Sung Yang, that even if you did get through, need to get through a shitload of work, and thus needed a hammer. The hammer makes you look guilty as fuck. Yes. Because you can't sell the hammer any other way other than you're definitely trying to break those vials. If you happen to have a clumsy incident where you trip and fall through the vials... I mean, this is all about cheating smart, right? Now, look, we don't appreciate cheaters at all, but if you're going to do it, let's, let's be a little more discreet. Let's not be like... Smashing a hammer sounds like you've got things to hide. It shows intent, yeah. Sun Yang. Now... Just tripping and falling, slipping over. Oh, whoops. Losing your footing. Slipping potentially on water that you've carried in from the from pool. From the pool. Like, I mean. It's Come n- on. It's not that hard, Sun. Sun Yang. Now, obviously, Sun Yang. Uh, not a big thinker. Not a big thinker. Dirty drug cheat. Alleged but proven guilty. Um, Mac, Mac just absolutely fed up. Uh, Mac Fuming and Mac, a champion of the nation, an Olympic gold medalist for his country. Said, I'm not going to stand, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't bring myself to stand on this podium next to a dirty, stinking cheek. Man of principles, Tom. Yes. A man of principles. He's got a backbone, this kid. Now, Sun Yang said that he saw it as a disrespect to the country of China, the nation. The communist nation Nothing of China. to do with that, mate. Nothing to, You could be from fucking Timbuktu. Mac could still refuse to share the dais with you, mate. Yeah. Because he's a man of principles and honour. It's got nothing to do with your country, although it sort of does because China seems to condone it. Allegedly. China seemed to be cool with it, allegedly. But you is who... Uh, you. But you, Sun, are who Mac takes umbrage with. <laughs> Yes. It's not your nation, although it kind of is. It's you (laughs) and also your country, but mainly you. Mainly you. Your country seems to allow it, but you're the one doing it. Yeah. And look, you may be forced into doing it, but by your country. Bruh, you're still doing it. You're doing it, bruh. I mean, if they're spending all this money on doping you up to the eyeballs, allegedly, do they not think, let's fix his teeth while we're at it? Is it? I will say this as well. After after doping this prick up to the eyeballs, uh, and using hammers to get away with it, Allegedly. he still hasn't come within. He still hasn't come anywhere near the great Ian Thorpe's uh, times. I was going to say world record, although not currently, because he was beaten by a filthy Brazilian in a super suit, which basically resembles the skin of a dolphin. <laughs> He may as well have been on the Sun Yangs, up, bloke. <laughs> he was on the Sun Yangs. So for the point of my story, I'm going to go with Anne Thorpe, still being the world record holder from 2002. Yeah. That's a long time, 17 years, punters, dribblers, Dior, but I believe 17 years, unchecked, his reign has reigned. Sun Yang hasn't come anywhere fucking near it, even though he's been doped up to the eyeballs by allegedly a huge nation with huge pockets in China but clearly zero appreciation for dental hygiene and sort of just, you know, spend less money on doping and more on dental care. Fix China. his teeth. Fix them. He's supposed to be your representative on the biggest stage. He's your, he's your offering to the world. And I can see why you'd want to dope that offering to the eyeballs, allegedly, but you completely have missed one of the more important Pieces of him, and that's his mouth. And the mouth is the window to the soul, Eddie, as I've always said. And his teeth look like his teeth look like a a neglected graveyard, where it's like you know what this thing was probably really well kept in the eighteen hundreds, and now it's been left, and like you know things are falling over, grass is growing, it's hard to look at. Think the teeth are dead as well, a couple of them. You know when you see a dead tooth in someone, it's hard to not look at it all the time. It's hard. It's hard to avoid a dead tooth. (laughs) It's, we've always said that Always said that My (laughs) old man said that to me When I was just a young boy Coming of age That was my birds and bees story Son, (laughs) as you grow older you'll realise one thing It's It's, very hard to avoid a dead tooth It's it's almost impossible to ignore a dead tooth And in Sung Yang's case, several dead teeth Several dead teeth It's a morgue in his mouth An old morgue mouth So Song Yang, what we're saying is, stop doping, clean up your morgue mouth, and get off the, <laughs> get off the top step. Get, get, off the, get off the podium, fix the mouth off the juice, allegedly, and no disrespect to your country, obviously. But your teeth are fucked. Do <laughs> you have tape over your camera? Yeah. Man, you don't want fucking people just... You know people can just, like, access your bloody uh, camera... I do have a story though Do you reckon You've ever been watched Probably I reckon we all have I've got a story That'll send do you reckon we all have I've got a story for you That'll send chills Down your spine That you know We don't want to mention The guy's name No But his name is is Will That's all I'll say And his last name Rhymes with <laughs> Schmicky And he may have been uh, Working himself uh, Into a state <laughs> He was hot and flustered, put yeah, it that yeah. way. But in a good way. In a good way. In a, he was making himself feel good. <laughs> he was exploring his body. He was exploring himself, <laughs> his body, and... And seeing what happened. Seeing what happens when, when certain, things certain things are touched in a certain way for so, a certain amount of time. So he was doing that uh, with the aid of a laptop. <laughs> And we're not cam- sure what was we're on we're not it. sure what was on it but we just know there was a laptop and a camera <laughs> yes every laptop a camera yes yeah, 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 yeah and then as he's you know really as he's in the thick of it he's as he's whipping at home he's whipping at home uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was you know Peter would have been furious with how he was using the whip the violence <laughs> <laughs> he would have been sanctioned he would have been sanctioned he was whipping <laughs> <laughs> he was ripping it too hard in the final hundred. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. only got—I think you've only got a couple of. You've only belts. got a couple <laughs> legally, and he was certainly insane. He was over territory. quota. He was over quota. So he was whipping at home, <laughs> yeah. and then what was on the screen changed to a bunch of dudes sitting in a living room on their couch, laughing and pointing at him. <laughs> So, oh, my God. So he had to slam the laptop closed and obviously just like, oh, my God. shock. The, well, they probably fucking recorded as well. Possibly. They're only really recording his face, which is bad. No, but that's... I know, but it's, it's like you're on the job. You're in the middle of a ride. Have you ever seen yourself Writings. riding? No, I haven't. Has anyone filmed you riding? Like, But like riding alone. <laughs> I haven't, not to my knowledge. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see myself riding alone. I w- well, I wouldn't want to see myself riding in company or riding alone. But particularly riding alone. Yes, particularly riding alone. Particularly when I was over quota late. Yes, absolutely. When you're whipping at home yeah. beyond the legal <laughs> amount of whips. Yeah. <laughs> beyond legal allowance. Yeah. So, so yes, Eddie, what I'm saying is yes, I tape my... I take my computer screen for good reason. Look, be careful where you whip and under what circumstances. That's all we're saying. It's a public service announcement by your friends at Hello Sport. Could you ever, in a million years, punters, dribblers, suspend the son of a tomato farmer? If you've got any business now, which I know totally at the NRL does, we've had many a conversation with Toddley, haven't we? He's not He's not a silly boy. He's not going to suspend someone who's got a yarn and a narrative such as a turbo. Well, the NRL's not. I mean, they're not They're not idiots, like you say. Todd's a smart guy, and he knows if they get the, the farmers off, off board, particularly the tomato farmers. Of this fine nation. Of this fine nation. Very powerful lobby. Very powerful movement. They can move and shake the tomato farmers. They're, well, they are Australia's equivalent to the NRA, the tomato farmer in this yeah. country. yeah. Yeah, they're heavily backed. They heavily backed politicians. They are behind any big move, mm. and I would not be surprised if Papadopoulos just made a little phone. I think he made. He would have called. Totally, he would have got on the blow and said, "Listen, I don't need to tell you that Jake won't be. You won't be covered a Jake suspension be missing over this. Games. Otherwise, you'll feel the full Force. and powerful wrath of the tomato farmers' union." Oh, the TFU. It is a. (laughs) The TFU. The TFU is. (laughs) Not to be fucked with. Not to be fucked with, dude. Not to be fucked with. And look, do we have ties to the Tomato Farmers (laughs) Union? Sure. (laughs) We might. We've got ears there. That's for sure. I will say this. I will say this. You remember our little issue with Apple? (laughs) Yeah. How do you think that went away so quickly? How do you think we got KO for free within a day after they said they weren't giving it to us? little call to the tfu they make things happen they make things happen
1: Um, Um,
0: (laughs) shout (laughs) out fuck loads going on i'm not understating that i'm not underselling it and yes the the swearing was necessary because it's it. there's a lot to digest, Tom. Look, sometimes you need to accentuate. Uh, sometimes you need to use swear words it's to an accentuate adjective. The, the extremity of the situation. Now, obviously sport, a lot of sport going on, Eddie. But mm. before we get into the sport, there's a couple of things. We are officially the kings of KO. Yeah. Now, obviously, we said this on the podcast last week, punters, dribblers, we, we called you out and we were like, we need your help. We need free KO. We need you guys, the punter. And the dribbler, Eddie, and the dribbler, Tom. <laughs> we need. They played their role. They played their part. We needed you guys to to, to basically light up Ko's uh, social media platforms, which you did perfectly. It was it was lit up. It, it was beyond lit. Tom and I's expectations. If I'm being honest with myself, yep, and yourself, and I just didn't think that the 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 punner and the dribbler, Tom. <laughs> Would were so passionate about us getting free ko, getting free ko, and off the back of that, sharing more yarns, more narratives yep. uh, with you. So I thought that was nice. We're going to have a huge shout out to the punter and the dribbler. Uh, this got, is we, this is a victory for all of us. Yeah, it is. But like obviously, it's it's a it's a win for the Hallo Sport family. That's it. Now technically, of which you are all members. Technically, no, the punter and the dribbler gets no ko. They don't get ko for free. But in spirit, they kind of do, Eddie. Would that be fair to say? It's ours, and the, the account will be called Punters and Dribblers. Yes, but so we, we thought that was a nice. Like- I thought that was a nice homage to all of us. Yeah. as punters and dribblers. Correct. Some of us punters, some of us dribblers, and some both. Some both, some bit of column and columnate. some throbbers out there. I'm not forgetting the no, throbbers you amongst you. No, you There's should've. some throbbers. So we're kings of Ko. We've got the free Ko account, which is going to be set up shortly. Also, shout out to Ko. In fairness, Ko, you're yeah, fantastic. Good of you to come to the party. Thought there for a second that you may ignore Doggis. us, yeah. Dogus, but shows shows you've got character and you've got backbone and you're made of the right stuff yeah. to come to the party, come to the table with a big offer. Um, <laughs> well, I thought it was nice. I mean, look, really, we just want to say Ko. Welcome to the family. Welcome it, to the family. This is a family here. Look, couldn't couldn't be happier than to have you on board, in bed with us. That's it. Welcome to it bed, uh, Tom and I. Are historically, really passionate lovers. So to have you in with us, I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. Yep. I think it's all going to be. Um, well, we're going to take you places you didn't know you'd been before, yeah. sexually speaking. <laughs> Quick shout out to the great cricketer boys for having us on Wednesday night. Had a great time yep. at the comedy store. Yeah. Uh, Steve O'Keefe spoke to him, which was, they had Steve O'Keefe up there. They talked about the ashes. It was a fucking giggle. Fucking funny, Steve O'Keefe. Steve O'Keefe funny, buddy he did. Putters a Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. Bang, Rosé on there, code Manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Did alpha us in the most sort of uh, alpha way possible. We got completely alphaed by by Steve O'Keefe. We had a good laugh with him, having a good chat, getting on fine. Thought everything was going well. I thought it was going swimming. Thought we were hitting it off having a really great, jovial time with Sock, thought this couldn't be going better. And then... We thought... We thought we'd chance our arms. Let's see if Sock wants to come on the potty sometime. Because Sock was a yarner. Sock was us, having was. a couple and of I, beers. He was getting into it. And I know for a fact that you would enjoy sock, and sock would enjoy the punter and the dribbler yes. as well, because he is one. Let me tell you. Oh, he's an absolute so punter dribbler. We broached, we broached sock. Listen, mate, would you like to come on the party? Well, we, you did. And I that did. Was what was fucking funnier. That made yeah. it funnier for me, even though it was. Both look, I like I had to represent us. Yeah, tried me best. We're standing out in the green, and room. he laughs. And he it sort off. of lent in, and he laughs it off. Oh, so mate. Uh, you get you on the podcast sometime. Yeah, as casual as that. Just say, hey, mate, love to get you on the podcast didn't, sometime. Didn't really change the tempo. No, just sort no, of, no. Sort just of, sort, of, sort of, just worked it s- in. Sort of, sort of keep it. Tried to keep it really native and just thought. Listen, can I just slip this in and see if, see if he, if I just get a snap reaction. Like yeah, oi, great. Ha, huh, yeah, anyway, oi. By the way, man, you should like you should fully come on the podcast I was sometime. looking for a snap reaction. Yeah, didn't get one. Well, got a you, snap re- you got a snap rejection. reaction. You got I a snap a, reaction. I a snap rejection. And he's what what I think what hurt most about the rejection Eddie was he rejected us in the same calm Nate like native conversation that we were having. He didn't change his tone. No, he didn't change at all. He didn't change anything. It was like Nah it's Sort of laugh Oh boys like, Nah Gotta tell you like I've, I'm all out of gags and laughs Like that was Tonight was full on Like you know No I'm not coming on your podcast I don't, th- I don't think he apologised I think he just was didn't, like nah, Didn't even apologise nah, Just, nah. just as a straight up No and it was the most brutal rejection, and all I wanted to do was just grab Tom and like sort of wheel him around outside into the fire escape and go, "Bro, did you just fucking see that absolutely violent nah bro? We just got." But I couldn't. I had to stay in it and like sort of giggle it off. <laughs> it would have been funny if there was a, a vi- someone oh, videoing me. I was watching it. It was. It would have fucking been one hilarious. of those. It would have been one of those. Like you can you can pinpoint when he his heart breaks. His heart breaks. And there were other people in the room. Hopefully. They didn't hear it. Well, that, I think that other guy, his mate, would have. He was, uh, yeah, you're right. His mate who were talking. He was a nice guy, the doctor. Shout out to the him. Doctor. Yeah. Uh, but absolutely nard by Steve O'Keefe. Look, it happens. It happens. You know? It happens to the best of us. But you know, it was it was violent, and then we actually saw Steve at the uh, Tomato Farmers AGM uh funnily enough yeah um, i mean again he was lovely but it was lovely but i mean the 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 (laughs) the deed had been done the deed was done yeah uh it hung it hung like a foul stench in the air yeah big elephant in the room pretty sure sock picked up on that yeah you know we were like yeah how you going sock yeah have a bit of a chat again he's a good dude look sock if you want to write this wrong more than happy to let you because we'd love to have you on, Sock. But you, you absolutely nah, us, You outfit us after we'd had a good show. We thought we'd done well. We thought we were hitting it off with you. We thought, you know what? Sock could be a good guy to get on the podcast. He's a fucking, you know, he's, a, he's got baggy green himself. and Just a couple of dudes with baggy greens. Mm. But, you know, just a couple of blokes with some baggy greens that want to have a yarn. Sock, that's all we're asking. And you, you nah, Brad, the shit out of Eddie. He, you know what? He, he handled it like a champ. But it was tough, <laughs> so we'd love to give you an opportunity to come on. But obviously, we understand if you don't want to because you've already said no. <laughs> <laughs> and no, this isn't an official invite because we couldn't bear we the could rejection have been of two a double rejection. It's, it would be more like you coming to us and this suggesting. Is, you know what? This is get this. We're kind of taking the Kevin Walters Titans coaching approach where we're like, no, we don't want it. And then when you say no, when you don't ask us if you can do it, it doesn't feel like we are getting yeah. Nabra would again. You know, no, you exactly. Know. We're avoiding a Nabra. We're avoiding a Nabra. So because gonna... if you Nabra me again, dude, nabra my nabra old me, fellow will fall off. Nabra me once, shame on you. Nabra me twice, shame on us. Yes, that is when the little sausage will drop off and find an alpha to connect <laughs> to. Penises will go, and we don't want to lose both of them. No. Because Eddie already almost pretty much lost his... Uh, <laughs> Mine's <laughs> hanging on by three. It's just, just holding on. But anyway, thank you very much to the great cricketer guys. Steve O'Keefe, you're cool. So welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. I am unqualified opinion on wavering bias, punters, dribblers. Now, if it seems like we're rushing through here quickly, it's because Eddie was on the wrong mic. We didn't notice both our faults, really, but predominantly Eddie's fault. Eddie, welcome. Tom, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Just a fun fact for the punter and dribbler. We attempted, Tom and I to put this podcast out unedited. Tom's Tom's very busy for the next 24 hours. We intended this to be unedited podcast, usually a bit of editing to be done because yeah, yeah, yeah. we lose our way sometimes. For sure. We're off to a shocker. <laughs> we're off to an absolute yeah. shocker. We're, we're, we're four minutes in uh, to what was recording, maybe different for the pun and the dribble at home, and editing already required. <laughs> Shitloads of it. Heaps of editing already required. Uh, shout out to the Diggers for Anzac Day. So, obviously, some of you, the loyal listener, the loyal punter, and dribbler, the addicted amongst you listening to us on Anzac Day, uh, pleasure to be in the lobes on one of the great, great public holidays in this country, Tom. For sure. For sure. Uh, we, we, we say a big salute to the, the, the diggers out there. Past, present, fallen standing. And future, obviously, for providing us, Tom and I, and you, the punter and the dribbler, the, the freedom... To dribble and yarn—it's—and what a freedom it is! What a freedom it is! Uh, uh, you know something. We sort of said this before, so may not seem as fresh to you, the punter and the dribbler, as we're trying to rehash some old jokes. <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it, a true freedom is the freedom to dribble and yarn because it is so meaningless and so frivolous and so you know, yeah. if it was just the if it was just the freedom to, to water, that's a real like that's something you need. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's desperado. That's style. right up the top of the importance uh, scale of things you need. But dribble and yarn yarn such an excess so like caviar you know what i mean dribbling yarn is like caviar it's it's delicious and it's well worth it but i mean fuck you don't need it you can get by on gruel yeah it's it's you know it's it's the it's the whipped cream you can get by without your whipped cream but but we all know that whipped cream is delicious that's dribbling yarn uh so we thank the diggers for providing us the freedoms to enjoy our whipped cream correct (laughs) Um, that was a genuine appreciation for the diggers as well. We just must stress that. Obviously just done in a special, specific way. Yeah, a special way. That's it. On a way. special day. That's it. Now, pleasure to be here with you, Tom, in the throes of a very busy sporting period. Jesus, having died for public holidays. Very nice of him. Has provided us with 10 days of glory, let's call it. Let's call it 10 days. It's like a mega a mega sale. It's mega a Mega holiday sale. Mega holiday sporting sale where all sport is red hot. It's ready to go, it's ready to fly Fly off the shelves. shelves. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, deals are getting done. Jesus is dead. No, he's back again. Public holiday. You get a public holiday. You get a public holiday. Big, you know, fucking eels putting on nine tries in front of forty thousand punters. Bank West Stadium, get into it. Uh Melbourne Storm and the Roosters putting on Golden an absolute point. cracker. Fucking Knights losing to the Titans. Lol. Lol, lol, lol. Bronco. Manly getting robbed. Manly's robbed. Broncos, worst start to a season ever. Everything must go. go. Tars win <laughs> for <Loulas. laughs> So you know what we're saying? It's a mega sale, but for sport, and not a sale but a narrative seller. That's it. It's it's a hot it's a fire sale it's of narratives. It's a fire sale of narratives. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Does that not make perfect fucking sense? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm losing the plot, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, when you've um, when you've worked as, as as little as I have, Tom, over the, uh, <laughs> the last ten days, <laughs> uh, over the last ten days, and you've eaten as much chocolate as I and as much delicious nectar of the gods, correct, <laughs> VP then y- y- I think you're allowed to go a little kooky. Yeah, a little kooky little, <laughs> little off-the-res, as it were. <laughs> but that brings us to Anzac Day tomorrow. Obviously, St. George take on the Roosters. Do we care? Well, look, care about the event, the moment. Two teams I don't care about, Eddie. Two teams that don't mean anything to me. Certainly, we've got a dirty merger club in the St. George of Dragons. And then we've got... The Roosters, who you could almost argue are the greatest merger club of all time, such is the, uh, per, their penchant for just like, it's like a patchwork quilt almost of rugby league teams where they'll take one great player from this team that they can't afford and then another great player from another team that they shouldn't be able to afford. And, and they sew them all together into mm. an elite patchwork quilt of a team I don't care about. Mm. No, you're absolutely right. But day Eddie, I'm all for Great spectacle, goosebump stuff, hair on the back of your neck stuff, the last post, minute silence. I tell you what, I've already had a fucking a fair bit of bit of the nectar by the time the game starts as well. Sure. And it's just there's something in the air, it's very special. It is. You feel it. You do, you, you f- do. You absolutely you feel, it. feel it. Always, always H D light. It always is HD light. Even an overcast day is HD light. I don't know what it's about. I don't even know if the many days are overcast on Anzac Day. Always seem to be rippers. But even if they are, it's still HD somehow. And I don't know if that is the the soldiers. It's the digger shining through. Is it the the, the spirit of the the Anzacs? It's the spirit of the Anzacs shining eternally. Across the day. Yeah. Like a glow across the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Saturating sporting events with... Nationwide. With the glow of the digger. That's it. Digger glow. Digger glow. Two up. Two up could be the best game not legal. You know what I mean? Well, it is legal. It's legal for one day. Yeah. Which I think I'm all for because I think it keeps it nice and prestigious, but I'd love it to be legal. Well, look. I was thinking about this on the weekend, Tom. Now, I'm not sure which way to go if it was legal. Would we be playing it... You know, almost unchecked? Would the pokies cease to exist? Would the the punter and the dribbler just be, you know, in pens? Nationwide, f- nationwide flipping for glory, day in, day out, rain, hail, or shine. I think. I think, so. I think we probably I think would. We would. I think With, we we give it. We're given an inch and we take a mile. Uh, we take a mile. The Australian. Yeah. And and when you're talking fifty-fifty odds, punters. Yeah, diddlers, yeah, yeah, Then we will take miles. We will take miles and miles. And also, I believe now. Look, tinfoil hat stuff, but not that tinfoil. Don't think the old uh, the big wigs at uh, at at Capitol Hill or Parliament House, whatever we want to. Call Call it up in bloody uh, in Canberra, the mm. asshole of the nation. Mm. Don't think they'd be too happy with uh, not being able to take their little fucking pound of well, flesh off ne- the winnings. You know, <laughs> 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 they need to take a pound or two. I mean, that's Capitol Hill's way to take a couple of pounds. You know. <laughs> we could go on and we on, on about on. about their penchant. Pen, the, what is it? Penchant. Penchant. I've never I've never quite known how to pronounce penchant. Penchant. Or the po- penchant is a French the, word. The, I'm the, not the penchant po- <laughs> po- <laughs> of Capitol Hill to take a couple of pounds of of a the flesh. punter and driplers uh, hard earned. I mean, we could be here for all uh, we could be. We fucking could do it. a yeah. doctor. Well, on. we could get into tax law and all that sort of shit. But I just don't know if we got the time. Nor is this the <laughs> the place for it. Uh, We've very little <laughs> We haven't talked any sport. We're 13 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> pending edit <laughs> that we promised ourselves we wouldn't promised be required not do now um, i wanted to talk tom yeah if we can just if we can just get this back on the straight and narrow if you'll if you'll indulge me for, for a moment yeah bank west stadium monday wow. uh thank you jesus again for yeah. the for the for the, for the public, hall. <laughs> public hole um fantastic work on your part sir now Bankwest Stadium, absolutely chock-a-block. 40,000, steepest stadium in the country. Steepest. 36 and a half degrees, I believe. Dior sure. on degrees. the degrees Get of steep. Get your steepage. protractors out, punters, Dribblers. BYO protractors. I mean, obviously, that we preface each show with that. <laughs> BYO protractors. <laughs> now, it was glorious for rugby league, was it not? It was so good, dude. And, like, obviously, sell out. Uh, which looked which, real well, good. Well, look, it you looked mean, great. I, you heard, I mean, I heard sellout, but there were some... It wasn't a sellout, it wasn't. There were some seats at the tippy top that no, the, no one was sitting in, no. and it wasn't one or two. It was like no, 30. No, 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 yeah, look, and I'm all for just rounding that up for the sake of opening the stadium. It, it sounds way better. Yeah. It's a sellout, obviously not a sellout, but I yeah. mean, for all intents yeah. and purposes, like yeah. it's a sellout. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't yeah. a sellout. Now, as you said, Eddie, 36 degrees steep, just a and a third. degrees steep Unheard of steepness Mm. Um, Dripping in steepness Dripping in steepness Mate Absolutely dripping (laughs) (laughs) Filled with blue and gold Another team I don't support But a great look for rugby league. Would I? Would I go? Could you go as far as saying filled to the brim with dribblers? I think you not could, many punters no, there. <laughs> there were not. No, it was. It's a, the dribbler mecca almost. It's I think out there. Mecca. It's dribbler mecca out there, mate. You, they zoom in on the crowd, and you just go dribbler, <laughs> dribbler, 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 dribbler. It was a wealth of dribblers. Yeah, there was a couple of old throbbers there, Sterlo and a couple of old hands well, of that were course. down on the field. But besides them, well, because they haven't won a premiership in thirty years, so there's no one that really. Uh, You'd call anything but a dribbler, except for those few lone yeah. throbbers From sprinkled the 80s. throughout uh, what was, uh, you know, a very steep stadium. I watched with dribblers. <laughs> <laughs> now, Blake Green, Tom, yes, used to play at Manly. Now he is with Ooh. the Warriors. Correct. Is that was that one of the great bed shits? Well, we got Trent Hodkinson, Eddie. <laughs> So I don't know if it was. <laughs> Trent doesn't play. No, Trent's a benchman, specifically. <laughs> uh, One of the great bench players, I think, Trent. He, I think Trent has become, much like Sam Williams from Canberra, has become like a perennial backup halfback. Like, and there's know, no, just, but there's no shame in being a backup halfback, Tom, if that's what you're into. Uh, no, look, there's nothing wrong with being a backup halfback, but uh, but there also is... Vape time. Um, There also is something wrong with being a backup backup. (laughs) half-back. Now, you know, I just want to go back and touch on uh, Tom Tavoyevich and his brother Jake. I remember years ago, Tom, um, you know, maybe four or five years ago, look, uh, Dior on when I... When you're thinking of it, on the year you're thinking of. <laughs> um, and I heard whispers about a couple of young thrubbers um, from the area, Tom, from the peninsula, who love the club, love the area. FTA, from the area. And love shout their rugby out. league football. Shout out, Bandai. And Bam. They, um, it was actually my old boss, Dave. Shout out to Dave, manly fan, loves the club. He said, There's a couple of brothers coming through who were going to feel the, the Stuart. Um, the positions like when they leave, and yeah. I said, "Fuck off, mate." Yeah. Do you know you're talking about? You're talking about the Prince, and you're talking about a fucking Clive Churchill medalist, the wombat. You know what I mean? The Prince and the wombat. Like, you ever heard that story? That bedtime story? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the great bedtime stories of all time. <laughs> it's been putting children. It's been keeping children awake. You know what I mean? That's not putting any anyone to sleep. That yarn. <laughs> Now, he get, the man he gave it to, Reese Hodge, mm. someone who I would describe Eddie as. Reese is forgettable. I've never given Reese his dues, and he played like a bitch free man. There was no bitch in Reese's performance. Reece he scored is... a great runaway try there from James O'Connor. Now, I'm no uh, Fabrice Lapierre. I'm no uh, sprint coach. Not sure that Fabrice was a sprint coach. Fabrice was, a jumper? was a jumper, one of the great one jumpers. One of the great jumpers. Sorry, well, uh, who's. Matt the... Shervington. I'm no Matt Shervington. It's sadly for me unfortunately mm. certainly in the pants department yeah, yeah. Well, but no one's no one's mad no one's mad you're right that's an unfair comparison but i did find that Reese hodge's running technique was gonna, could have been could have been just tightened a little he, bit he, rocking. he was it's, very rangy like let's let's tighten up the action <laughs> and you know it's it <laughs> the first thing i saw when i saw him get that pass break on am like there's something, something needs to be tightened. You, your, strides a, yeah, yeah. your strides are too long, yeah. strides are too long, but you're almost looking for more. You're trying to bring out- it back, get the cadence up, <laughs> mate. Cadence up, you're, length down. You're trying to outstretch your physical yeah, capability, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're I think wanting, that's you're taking want- a yard of pace off you. You're wanting to take, you know, Two a meter and down. a half a stride, in, and one, 1. 1.3 is going to cut. W- yeah, it. when 1.3 is more than enough, so yeah. I'd say shorten the cadence, mm. quicken. The movement. No, quicken the cadence. Quicken the cadence, shorten Shorten the the, the gate, shorten the stride. Yes, yes. And then we can start talking about world-class speed. But (laughs) phenomenal performance from Reese Hodge. Look, mate, I reckon give him, what, a couple of of days with Matt? With Matt Shervington. The best in the business. And Roger Fabree. Forgive me. Roger Fabrey works with all the top sprinters in this great nation go. down at Moore Park. We'll get Roger Fabrey on that. Now now you're talking about a couple of sprint coach alphas That's who have been in proven, and around proven which with, with proven speed. I mean, Shervo ran a 10.03. That's hey. you know slouch for a white man as well. That is for a long time he was the fastest white man on the planet yeah. in history. Yeah. Now that that ain't no, that's, <laughs> Mate, close. that's there's nothing that's nothing to turn you your don't nose sneeze up at, at. You don't turn your nose you up at him, and that. especially when he was lugging around that hog. Like, well, that's the thing. He would have broken. Would've he would have <laughs> broken ten if he didn't have the hog. And Matt knows that. <laughs> Matt knows that. He, that's, it's it's almost like is is he's, he's crossed to bear. It's like it it's, is. It's great. I've got this hog yeah. that is like world famous. <laughs> won't quit. geometrically perfect. Perfect, yeah. but it also slowed me down a couple of hundredths of a second yeah it means I wasn't the first white man to break 10 seconds yeah but I mean look your sprint career is short and I think that a life with a with a large hog is far more is a, is a far more fulfilling life to live <laughs> now I'm speaking for Matt I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth but what I am saying is I think that Give him to Reese Hodge, and anything's possible. Yeah, and 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 Roger Fabry Let's not leave Roger course. out. Yeah, Roger's there. Roger's Roger's there. Roger's, Roger's be there. holding Matt's pace. Ray- <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave's put it was like the worst Ashes series for an opener in history, or something. I think. I think not even ashes I think just opening. oh just like test cricket industry. yeah like test series opening stats they didn't have what was the there he was, had one score in double digits or something sickening oh no he must have had a couple but like he averaged nine well Smudge averaged 101 runs and everyone low. said remember we got that scratchy 60 severing at Headland League well and that was after we put a rocket up yeah well that's right but he played and missed at 300 balls it was a miracle he wasn't out for another duck and then he comes <laughs> out next the next three innings he went duck 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 after yeah, triple duck, after you know supposedly finding form, I think Dave's all at sea. He probably needs to come back and go back to Randwick, Petersham and, and just play Pates. some nice, great cricket and, and, just, and just absolutely demoralise some eighteen year olds. I think that's what Dave likes to do: demoralise the up and comers, the youth of the nation. Yeah, you know, tonk them all over the park, hit the ball into a couple of windshields. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe once, and but look, as he also loves true... necks f- and cash checks. He likes true fast bounce. In his wicket, you yeah. know what I mean. He doesn't like a swinging nut. Doesn't like a dancing nut. Doesn't like a spinning. Well, nut. you can't knock him for being Australian to his core, can you, Dave? No, you because can't. he loves the nation he loves and the- he loves the nation's pitches. Yes, and he refuses to play well on anything other than the Australian and pitch. I'm not prepared to say that isn't a conscious choice, but it's unfortunately. Well, sometimes on a, on a, a sort of a, a deep level, yeah, subconscious, visceral. Yeah, sometimes the nation speaks to its sons. Yeah. And speaks for itself. It forces its will upon its sons and (laughs) And and daughters. And daughters. And daughters. daughters. 2019. But I'm just, I think that the nation is potentially forcing its will on Dave, going, we only want you, we only care that you play well in Australia. Yes. Otherwise. We want you to excite us in. Summer, yes. because it it can be hot and unforgiving in this great nation during uh, the summer months, punters, dribblers, yes. and if you've got a fired up Dave Warner smacking you know fifty ball tons, then you that's going to get you it. up and about. Yes, can you you're going to say you? you're going to say to mum, can we have the prawns now? And you're going to send dad to the fridge for a couple more cold ones. Dad, couple more coldies, mum, prawns. Uh, are we allowed them yet? Yeah, can we have them yet? Can we have the prawns yet, Mum? She'll say no, and you'll go. Well, Dave just he's just smacked a fifty ball ton in a session, and she'll go. Get the prawns. Get the prawns. And you know what? That is this. That is Australia. You you get the uh, you get the the, the, the prawn sauce, the cocktail sauce. Thank you very much. A bit of lemon and and that little wa- the bath of you, need you can, that. yeah the you little need water that. bath where you can sort of you just wash your hands. And I'd prefer, Mum. If I can ask for two of them, yeah, 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 yeah. You need one each because this thing, this thing gets dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, look, it's look. It, 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 if you're, either, you've got two options: either you bring out two bowls, or you're prepared to sub it out halfway through the <laughs> through the feed. And I, for one, won't be doing that because if I do, I know that I'm going to be losing prawns to my brothers and my father. And then I now I'm down on prawns just because I had to change the, the the shitty water, and I'm just not about that. Not when Davey's just swat, <laughs> smacked a fifty ball tonne Okay, not in summer, not in this nation. <laughs> oh, Do you know what I mean? Yes, dude, I know what you mean. Oh my god, you've got me in fucking tears. <laughs> so, you can't, no, especially when you got brothers and sisters around there hunting your prawns. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they've never been unlimited in the Simpson household. There's always been. You know what, it's tough a, fi- a finite amount. <laughs> it's it's a tough sell to mum or dad for an infinite amount of prawns. Now obviously as Australians we'd all love that <laughs> that's what that's what we all angle for in, <laughs> and, but unfortunately in the budgets of this great nation the family households it's not necessarily reasonable or responsible to expect mum and dad mm. to foot the bill for infinite prawns look it's unrealistic uh my 28 years on this planet have proven that to be fact what we're saying <laughs> punters is that Dave loves an Australian knock <laughs> and so does the nation and so does the nation and the family it brings family prawns fear. not so much prawns not so much prawns 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 hate prawns uh, the uh, world uh, over fear a uh, uh, quick fire david won a ton <laughs> cuz it threatens their very existence <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind it would be great or it's 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 conceivable that he might be retained for the home summer, well, we've got two series as well. So if he if he if he doesn't put in a prawn worthy performance in the first two tests, well, look, if that's I don't know the numbers and the figures and the dates, punters, dribblers, that's a deal. But I think I have to agree with you, Tom. If he was to put in an unprawn worthy performance to open the summer, I fear for him. <laughs> And I fear for you know the livelihood of the prawn industry and at- <laughs> the prawn industry at large. You know what I think about sometimes, Tom, and I don't know if you have the answers, but I do ponder it. What, what defines a thoroughbred? Like at what point are you a horse, and at what point are you do you transcend to thoroughbred? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a great question. And uh, I mean, one week it's probably Googleable, but thoroughbred, I wasn't sure whether it's just like a nice term for a horse. No, I think it's like that fuckers look like... Is it something to do with like, with like muscle density? Or maybe I thought it might be like bloodline. Like Aryan. Like, well, (laughs) I mean, let's not get into eugenics, uh, but... (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yes, but I think, I mean... I'm, again, giving you information based purely off know, my mind. <laughs> just sort of, Yeah, vibe and how I feel in the moment. Yeah, vibe. Vibe. Uh, and thoroughbred, something to do with the breeding, thoroughly bred. It's bred thoroughly. <laughs> As in... Something do with, with bloodlines, right? Like, well, it's not, is it it's much like, like maybe two champion parents? Well, is it it's a, is it much like how they bred dogs, right? Or, Where they're just or, or like these these ones, are, exactly. Yeah, like Ming, Yao Ming. Is a thoroughbred. Yeah, he's a basketball thoroughbred. Yeah, they got two giant Chinese athletes. Yeah, and basketball athletes. Yeah, and and made them breed under. You know, communist rule. Yeah, I was gonna say with a gun to the head, yeah. but well, that's communist rule. Do you reckon Yao Ming's old man had a hard time getting it up with that sort of pressure? Yeah. <laughs> You'd think so. You'd think so. <laughs> if It'd someone's be... standing over you with a shotty, like, "Mate, get to work." you be like, "Bra, make me an NBA star <laughs> now." You've got five minutes. <laughs> You've got five. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be tough, but obviously. Who am I to know whether the Chinese government, Eddie, and we haven't looked into this enough to know? <laughs> Are we away here? We're away. Okay, we're away. Whether the Chinese government has, you know, um, put it this way, I'm not ruling it out. No, I'm not ruling it out, but I'm also not ruling out maybe some sort of, uh, uh, you know, some sort of Viagra type thing, <laughs> maybe given sure. to sure. Papa I'm- Ming. <laughs> <laughs> how we passed. <laughs> Viagra yeah, overdose Yeah Unfortunately he died Upon completion <laughs> Punished dribblers I've uh, just got some Breaking news here Definition of thoroughbred And why it is It's a horse Of pure breed Especially of a breed Originating from English mares And Arab stallions And widely used As racehorses Some riders will only buy Thoroughbred horses Okay Well that said Has a non-thoroughbred Ever won anything? Like, are all these thoroughbreds? Is that what you're telling they me? They are. They are? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, do you, like it seems to me that you need to be a thoroughbred to win race horses win races as a horse. I, mean, I wonder if there was like a freak non-thoroughbred that just had need for speed. Someone did point me to this film that was on a, a very cheesy Disney film about I think it's called Racing Stripes. Okay. About a zebra who becomes a racehorse and this is everything Yearn to speak. race yes and it learned to speak uh, to humans I believe and then became a famous racehorse so much like babe wanting to become a sheepdog a sheep sheep dog, dog or the zebra wanting to become yeah. Melbourne Cup champion is that or, where you're going or air bud the dog wanting to play professional basketball and doing so and doing so with a plum. <laughs> He couldn't be stopped, Air Bud. (laughs) The second coming of his anus. Yeah, dude. He's Air Bud is the Jesus of basketball. Yes, I think that's fair to say. MJ God, Air Bud, Jesus. Would you call him the greatest dog basketballer (laughs) of all time? Does he hold that mantle? The G-Dog. Yeah. Is Air Bud Bud the greatest dog? I don't know. I'm just... is he the greatest dog. greatest dog of all time or greatest basketballing dog? Greatest basketballing dog. I don't know too many more, but I I just don't <laughs> want to, you know, get ahead of myself. No, no, no I know. You don't wanna you don't wanna speak out of turn, Tom. And no. I would never encourage that, particularly when you know steam's about- on the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would say that in my estimation, and you know, I don't think it's too much to say that my estimation is is usually pretty right. Yes. Um, Air Buds, certainly the greatest basketballing dog I've ever seen. His, his ability uh, with the ball in transition as well, Eddie, was something... Well, it defined a- his career, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Parker has impressed me immensely uh, in the later stages of the season. The household name. You know what, Tom? I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of... I'm a big fan He's a he's a real real strong tough red nut. Well, like as you and I have always said, in life, redheads redheads have two choices: yeah. be a beta or be an alpha. Yeah, and and like and if you are an alpha redhead, you are more often than not the. Your bones are denser. Oh, Your muscles yes. are like, uh, like with chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, if they are in water, they drown yes, because they muscles too heavy. are so heavy and yes, dense. I yes. fear that that is also the same for <laughs> alpha redheads. Yes, their strength is beyond measure. I believe Eddie, in a conversation we had recently, you described them as ants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Redheads and ants, very similar. They can lift 60 times their own body weight. I mean, that's a fact... Uh, a little, a little lesser-known fact as well: uh, redheads require lifesavers when they're in ice baths because of yes. the density of the muscle. Yes, uh, that's the be- that's the redhead, the alpha redhead. Alpha redheads' rec- recovery sessions have to all be done in those yes. kiddie pools. They yes. can't go and swim in those no, like, no. beach pools, ocean no, no. pools. Like, mate, honestly, you know how they always go down to the, the beach to for a recovery session next day. Brad Parker's never there. No, he's ca- and and people have sort of never really put two and two together. It's because he is an alpha red. <laughs> Head. he's got the the bone and muscle density of a full-grown male chimpanzee and, and the, the strength, strength of an, of an ant, ant. <laughs> i think just as a nation as a as a as a collective of punters and of dribblers yes and the throbbers out there yeah of which there are some uh we need to pray to the cricket gods that yep. smudge either makes a, a speedy recovery and saves well, the do you 30s. want to maybe say a little prayer now should we say? A prayer? I think maybe you should, and like uh, obviously you lead it. I will pray with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I think, I be think nice. punters, dribblers, everyone listening like, to this. Like everyone right listening, now. let's just sort of. I mean, clasp our collective hands together. Clasp our hands, and 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 if we may, just bow our heads. Bow and our heads, hand. and also if you aren't listening to this before Thursday eight pm, shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. You should be. So, um, <laughs> dear God, dear the cricket, cricket gods. We come to you as a collective of punters and of dribblers with a sprinkling of throbbers to ask you, could you please take care of our dear beloved, Sir Smudge Smith and also the late great Don Bradman, who who, through the power of osmosis now lives inside him. (laughs) Can you ensure that his arm is fit for battle come Thursday night so that our great nation can once again soar on the winds of victory as we take a 2 0 and uh, insurmountable lead in the Ashes, amen, amen. And please also uh, arrest Joe Root for being a cheating piece of shit, and that third umpire, <laughs> the third umpire, his is, accomplice. It was almost certainly being given an English look, bribe. Look, uh, God of of, of cricket, uh, follow the follow the money, and you'll find the, the, guilty, <laughs> the guilty party. Also, if you could like the podcast, <laughs> like, subscribe, and fast. us. We need all all the help we can get. We need it all. Uh, Look, I hope that's not too much. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Jake has got Australian Skipper written all over him. Literally dripping, drip in Australian Skip. If you want someone to lead your nation into battle... You you don't look any further than Jake Chavovitch, the guy that goes down to Mona Vale every Saturday morning and cooks snags for for the junior rugby league players, like the stars of tomorrow. Not just snags, Eddie, but he, he's ha- he's he's prepared to man the onions, which I respect. <laughs> and onions are far more of a like a laborious task. I feel well, it, it depends. If you're taking the onion from its totality all the way through to to <laughs> like onions on bread, that's quite a process. And he's he's prepared to do it and i'm talking you got to get it the right equipment so you need you know you need the knife, knife you need a chopping, board, chopping board onions you, yeah, of course but you need to be prepared to put in the work you also need to be prepared to shed tears <laughs> now obviously the punter and the dribbler know that tom and i we sort of keep afl in our periphery but certainly don't lock eyes on it. No. From time to time. You know what I mean? You've Uh, got to have peripheral vision. Look, I have peripheral vision. If you don't have peripheral vision, many things are going to be a problem for you. Uh, Driving. I believe you're not allowed to if you don't have peripheral vision. Yes. Uh, You know, uh, general sort of just awareness. Yes. Threats. Spatial awareness. uh, Oncoming dangers. Yes. Cars. Cars. cars Crossing the road. That's it. Stuff Uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Where did I leave my keys? Oh, there. Out the corner of my eye. Is someone coming up from behind, behind. yeah. That's and why are they coming up that's from behind. It. So you need to have peripheral vision and you need to keep things there. <laughs> yes, that's right. And that's where AFL sits for us. Yes, in the periphery. And if we see something happening in AFL, we then turn yes. and it's now yes. right in front of my eyes. So GWS ascending to the grand final yes. has made me turn my head. And they are no longer in the peripheral. They are now front and centre in my line of sight. That's right. Now- We'll be behind them this Saturday. Absolutely. Tom and I have been asked quite graciously by the AFL to come down to Melbourne and boy the boys... Have a little yarn to them before the Before game. the match. Obviously, I'll be in Byron, we so I won't be attending. Down. No. Look, that wasn't well received. Look, it was a, it was a generous uh, offer from the GWS side, but we had something on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom didn't. No, I didn't, but I'm not doing it by myself, so... <laughs> I just lied and said I did. (laughs) Um, GWS, if you're listening listening, to this, then ignore everything we just said. Yeah, yeah, well, look, cat's out of the bag. We're still in your corner, though. That's what we're saying. We just couldn't be bothered. We hate Melbourne. And I have a fear of flying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's AFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That essentially is AFL, isn't it? GWS <laughs> Richmond in the grand final. What else do you want? What do you want to say? Do you wanna do you want an nose breakdown? Why they got there? Uh, let's just chuck into our checky bet special, though, Eddie, on this. Yeah. Brett Daniels first <laughs> goal scorer of the grand did final. Did he? No. Oh, was that on the weekend? <laughs> yeah. Let's throw it for grand final. Yes. But I just want to know if he did. Yeah, let's check that quickly for the punters and the dribblers. Um, Basically context, Tom and I had a bet on that involved Brent Daniels' first first goal, first, scorer. First goal scorer paying seventeen dollars and I just want to see well, if that's that's what that's what you call punish dribbles a bet when you just have it from like a peripheral vision bet. Yes. Uh Jamie Elliott. What was Jamie paying? I don't know. Okay. Well But I think that given that Jamie scored the first one this week, Brent now more likely to score the opening, favorite the big for games. the big dance. So if you want to throw Brent in, punters dribblers. Is it Brent? I think it's Brent. Brent Daniels. or Brett? D- Dior is specific? I'm, 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 is I'm pretty sure it's Brent. Okay, because I remember thinking, hmm, Brent's an interesting name. Yeah, I didn't think an E was necessary. Uh, sorry, an <laughs> N was necessary. Yes. It's almost like, ooh, we've got an N floating around. Yeah, so. Let's whack the N in. Oh mm. hey guys, we've got a loose N here. Can mm. we can, does anyone need it? Can, can we find a home for this N, please? Yeah, and I tell you where they've I tell you where they found homes for that N. <laughs> they found it in Brent and Glenn that has two N's. It's like, why is there another N here? What's going on? Glennon. Glennon. Glenn Rushton. I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said it. <laughs> what are you? What are you saying for? I'm like, yeah, that's a name that has Glenn in it. <laughs> yeah, right. That is a Glenn. I don't know why I said it. It came to me, it came to my mind, and it just came out. Um, I don't know who Glenn Rushton is. <laughs> is he someone? I don't know. So I'm gonna have to Google that now. God, this is what you call a Sunday podcast. <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday, Rushton. Oh, Glenn Rushton. He's the Dolphin Palace man. <laughs> <laughs> Jeroboam Strainer. <laughs> Of oh. course, he bought an extra N for his name, that gouty fuck. I bet he spells dolphin with two Ns as well. He definitely does. <laughs> oh, you know, it's Sunday when you forget Glenn Russian, who we spent half an hour on two weeks ago. <laughs> and it just came out of your brain as like a recessive sort of thing from the past you Just say Glenn Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who he is, but it's maybe something from my past. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, shit. Shout out to Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, definitely two ends. Yeah. do or I, <laughs> I three with <laughs> Glenn. I wouldn't. Is I'm not th- ruling out three. Is he a three N, Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If anyone is a three N Glenn, it's it's Glenn Rushton of Dolphin Palace fame. <laughs> oh shit <coughs> Oh god. That's AFL <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the greatest hits, punters, dribblers. Thanks woo. for listening. Woo-wee. Uh, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> uh, that was fun. That was that was great fun. We've had some laughs, Tom. We've had we've had a great year. Wasn't that a fucking giggle? Fuck, we've had some laughs and giggles oh and my yarns, God. yarns, yarns, laughs, giggles. Um, but I think now that's enough for us for twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear from us when you hear from us. Yeah. Uh, which is when. Uh, it'll all be announced on the podcast uh, Instagram Instagram You'll at Hallisport we'll, Podcast we'll let you know when we get back um, if you don't follow us now then you better otherwise you won't know when we're back you won't have a fucking idea uh, beer soon Merry Christmas ho 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 uh, eggnog soon Curtly Beal Merry Christmas reach out and uh, midnight blue baggies corduroy midnight blue hats corduroy available uh, mid-Jan bye bye early to mid-Jan bye could you two just not talk anymore